Welcome to Should I Stay or Should I Grow, where we help you find and step into your calling. Tina Hilbert practices as an international association yoga therapist, experienced registered yoga teacher 500, a Yoga Alliance continued education provider, level three original hot yoga teacher, lead trainer, mindfulness coach, and colon hydrotherapist. Tina finds that exploring different hatha yoga practices is mind-opening, stimulating, and promotes diversity in her teaching style. She aspires to meet people where they are in their journey. Today, Jess and I are joined by our special friend, Tina Hilbert. And the three of us met uh, through my vinyasa practice where we um, all got certified as uh, in some way or another as, as yoga teachers. And Tina will, is gonna talk to us um, today about something that a lot of people are coming forth in coaching sessions or they wanna talk to us as coaches about, and that is they're feeling a little bit lost in terms of they don't like their job and they wanna find you know what is their calling. And underneath this com these conversations, uh, we sense that people are feeling a pressure to find that one thing that they call a calling, that they're looking for, for, for immense meaning uh, in, in, in their jobs. And throughout the, this podcast, we, we, we've tried to make this uh, more accessible, but also we understand that this pressure can feel very overwhelming. So with Tina, we're talking about demystifying, not having a calling, what that looks like. And also um, our, our goal for today, our wish for today is that you as a listener feel more ease and joy about just being you. Um, so Tina, tell us more. Uh, I wanna learn more and feel more like that in my body. Awesome sauce. I really like that you kicked it off with the idea of how do I feel more of this ease, this joy in my body when I'm completely confused about what my calling is or what that even looks like or why do people even say it? Do we even need to have a calling, right? And one of the things that you also said in the beginning when you were introducing me was that we went to my vinyasa practice and we got some kind of training in some way or another powerful statement right there and the reason why that caught my attention is that oftentimes i feel that we may not see ourselves how others see us in some way or another right and that we also feel this pressure to be something, right? You're not living to your full potential unless you are this something. So what is your purpose? That question comes in. So what's my purpose? And then through that, it almost seems as if instead of spiraling upwards, well, what is my purpose? What is my potential? What are all the great things I can do in the world? We spiral down. I don't have a purpose. Who am I? I don't even know who I am. Why am I even here? What am I doing? I don't like my job. 
and it then the overwhelm comes right the overwhelm comes and the questions become very very heavy and we might even find ourselves stuck not even wanting to move into it because the question is too big so why is it so big that's that's the that's this demystifying this idea of having purpose and having calling first i think we have to ask ourselves and step back in some way or another <laughs> right like look at well, well what do i think that is what do i think that is and why do i use that when somebody's come to you and just said well i i feel like it's my calling i think some of the questions that you all had for me previously was Okay, well, where do you feel that then? You said the statement, I feel it's my calling. I feel this is what I'm supposed to do. I feel this is my purpose. Okay, but, but where are you feeling that? Where is it stemming from? And that's when oftentimes we're like, oh, I don't know, maybe in my heart space, maybe in my gut space, maybe in the both spaces, right? And then sometimes we can even give ourselves permissions to move forward into that feeling and just let um, the signs guide us, if you will. Well, I just feel like I'm gonna go here. I just feel like I'm gonna do this. But even then, it seems like for some, it can get so big so fast that again, we put the brakes on and we step back into what's comfortable for us or we step back into what society says, well, you don't wanna leave that 401k, my friend. You don't wanna leave that job. You don't wanna leave that until you have the next thing already planned, perfect, and you know exactly what you're gonna and exactly how you're going to do it. I, re I review practicums. So I get a lot of letters that come in around this, this MVP changed my life, or now I'm going to take this training, I'm going to do this, or now I'm glad I found that, or I'm going to mix this in with what I'm already doing. Say I'm going to nurse, I'm going to teach, you know, yoga classes after hours to the nurses. But I got, um, I received a letter about somebody asking just that. I feel like I've done all these changes. I feel like I've, I've listened and gone to the next thing that I was pulled towards. I feel like I'm doing that, right? I'm doing all the things, basically. I've got the coach, done the teacher training, I'm doing all the things, right? But I still don't know or have a clue what my purpose is. And I always find that very interesting because I feel like sometimes we have this idea of purpose means something like, oh i've got to split the sea you know i've got to plant a million trees i've got to write the book that sells all the volumes and you know i need to be on the oprah winfrey show if i don't make that then you know i'm not there my my purpose is not fulfilled till i meet oprah so it's such a big word so i thought about you know how do i reach this person through email through writing Right? I'm not seeing her face to face. I, I, I can't see those 
verbal cues and nonverbal cues that she would be sending me through her nervous system that would tell me, okay, this is tracking, this is landing, we're going the right direction or not. Put on the brakes, take it another way. This isn't working. And so I thought about her and what she's doing. And I thought, how can I explain to her that if you as a person you as a person are only doing one thing, and that's focusing on peace, and that's focusing on kindness. It's focusing on helping someone in any capacity that you choose to do it. There's many avenues that we can do this. We could work at a Starbucks and bring a lot of peace to someone through our, our vibrational currency, our pay it for it currency, right? What if? you've reached your purpose and your purpose is that to be at peace and to spread peace what greater purpose in life is there so here's what i'm hearing and that is the difference between being and doing we need an achievement or a label for us to identify that it is our calling, as opposed to just resting in our being and that, and that being our purpose. Our, our, our meaning is just being here. I feel ease around that. I feel like the pressure is gone because I've taken the carrot off the stick and I've stepped out of the game, right? I've stepped out of the matrix of capitalism that the country or you know the United States the country I guess abroad really globally is built on which your worth is measured in dollars or likes but it's almost like a void we never fill once I get that next certification once I get that PhD once I get the master once I you know, once I get the job, once I'm the president, then I will fulfill my purpose. But they get there and they find themselves still empty and going, oh, now I've almost, almost as if they're further away from their purpose. The more they climb the ladder, it's almost as if I'm getting further away from me as I try to achieve what the world says I should be. Some of the things we, we learned in, in our training, mm -hmm. which is that oftentimes we can believe that we're not enough, we're not complete, and we're looking for things based on this void to, to fill us and to, to think, to make us feel like we are worthy, that we are enough, that we are complete. And I think what you are saying, oh, and, and that's based on Richard Miller and, and, uh, and um, his program on Iris, which is based on a, a long lineage of yoga practitioners. But so I just want to name that. It, it, what I, what's landing for me is, are we choosing from a place of seeking that completion or are we choosing based on this idea that we're already whole and complete? What are we choosing next? Yeah, exactly. 
for the listeners, I'm curious that whenever you said that, what was the felt sense of those words? What was the feeling that came from choosing from this place of lack, unworthiness, if I get the next thing, if I do the next thing, if I prove myself, then I will then find purpose and, and respect. First, if I'm sitting in a place of wholeness, of enoughness, of being, and sitting in it in such a way that there's an allowing. There's an allowing of the peace to to fill the void. There's an allowing of compassion to fill the void. There's an allowing of acceptance to fill the void. And here's what's interesting about that is that when we start filling the void with things that bring us peace, right? I feel like taking a hike today. Are you going to give your, are you going to choose to take the hike or are you going to choose to do something else that you might deem more important? I, but I need to do the laundry. But I need to wash the car. Well, or maybe you could go take the hike and then do all that stuff later. And you might find that you have more time and that doing the laundry and washing the car is more fun because you allowed yourself some time to go embrace peacefulness. And you listened to the voice within. This is so interesting to me because I probably have four to five people who have finished their doctoral program in the past two-ish years. And more than one of them have said, I thought it would feel different after I, after I had the doctorate. I thought I would feel worthy. I thought I would be enough. I thought I would feel like I finally made it. And several of them now want to change and do something that's not even in their doctorate. And so one of them was telling the story, what if you climb to the summit and realize you're on the wrong mountain? Yeah. And I think it's not about beating yourself up for being on the wrong mountain. <laughs> I think it's about changing what that summit is defined is the summit a title is it a goal that is maybe our society's way of saying that's a good goal that's an acceptable success or are we changing our summit to a life of peace a life of kindness a life of precious little moments that don't cost anything. So really thinking about when we reach the summit, what do we want to feel? As we hike the summit, what do we want to feel? You can enjoy the entire process if we're thinking about a different type of goal than success as our society label success exactly jessica and that's you know the the hinky right there i think our society says 
one thing. So we step onto that path or we step into that lane and we do all those things, but we still feel empty. We still don't feel like we've gotten there or we get there. And I've heard that too from several people that I've had the great opportunity to work with that got there and they're like, yeah, now what next? Well, what, what do I do now? You know, where do I go from here? Cause this didn't quite do the thing. And so what's so interesting is those things that don't necessarily cost us anything, peace, compassion, kindness, seem to have to have the least value. So to our listener who might be in a place where they've achieved success, but they don't feel, feel that fulfillment and they thought it was going to feel different. When I make X amount of money, when I have the big house, when I have the beautiful car, nothing's wrong with any of those things, but they thought it would feel different when they got there. And they're starting to just have a flicker of reprioritizing what matters in this one life. This is our one life. What would you tell them to do next? What is the one question or three questions or next step that we can tell our listeners to do? I'm really glad that you brought that up because one of the things that I wanted to touch on was self-respect. When we fall into that game and that trap of feeling like the respect is in all these different things outside of us, then we start to spiral down. But how do we spiral up? And what is self-respect? Self-respect is when you show compassion to yourself. Self-respect is when you love yourself through it all. Self-respect is when you decide that you've got a boundary. And it's my boundary and you're not going to touch it. Whether it's, you know, in the food you eat or the exercise regime that you have or the next job you decide to take, it is okay to go for the corporate job. Corporate jobs can be great. There's a lot of good corporations out there to work for. It's also okay to say, I am honoring myself by stepping away from the corporate job, right? It's not that one's more wrong or right. It is about feeling and embracing peace within. And when we start doing that, we are respecting ourselves. I'm choosing to be compassionate towards myself. I'm choosing to love myself. I am choosing to do things that make me feel whole. I am choosing to have strong boundaries that get the wheels turning and perhaps even change our perception of what what does it look like now we have a different perception of what does purpose look like well purpose could look like honoring peace within yourself my purpose is to be peaceful what greater purpose in the world than to be a human being that is chosen to be peaceful you're going to take this to work and and everywhere in your life with your children with your partners with your animals with everything right with nature And you're going to have this essence and fragrance about you that smells like, feels like, tastes like peace. As we start moving inward, like, I want to be more peaceful. 
what makes me more peaceful? And perhaps that is my purpose or more accepting or more compassionate. When we start making those choices, then we also start respecting ourselves. And as soon as we start respecting ourselves, then we start making decisions based on that. And if we're making decisions based from a place of self-respect, love, compassion, and peace, then when we go and ask ourselves, do I really want this job anymore? Is this really where I want to be? We can make those decisions from a clean container because we've taken the time to cleanse the lens and look at it from a place of, I'm taking care of me. I've done all the things. I'm taking care of me. I'm making this next choice based on what I feel is the next right, best thing for me. First, we need to find that completeness, that wholeness, that self-worth, that self-respect within us. And we can't really find it in external things. We cannot really find it in that next job or striving for something else. And, and also if, if, if we have the privilege, because not, a lot, not, not everybody has the privilege of stepping away from, from, from a job, but at least understanding what you need and acknowledging yourself. And if you have the privilege to be able to act upon that, that's to leave the job that doesn't feel great. And that's an option for you um, to do it. And if it's not, you've given us a lot of different ways where we can honor, respect ourselves and start building that self-worth. Building boundaries is one, even in the food that we, we eat, making doing things that fill our bucket so that we can show up at work in a, in a different way. So I'm hearing a lot of fantastic strategies for honoring ourselves and making choices that are coming from that place of wholeness. Thank you so much, Tina. This is so lovely. I'm, I'm so glad um, that we reconnected and we're talking about this. It's just an honor to be with you and the listeners and to have this opportunity to have discussions on this level. Beautiful, Tina. It was so great to see you again. I feel like we've re reunited with uh, old, amazing friends. We have I don't think we've spoken in a, a year and a half in a Zoom type setting. Listeners, thank you so much for being here. Um, I would love to challenge you to find something in the next couple of days or today that brings you joy. Find something that brings you peace and get addicted to that feeling so you can keep looking for things that bring you joy and peace. Uh, we would love it if you would follow and share this episode with a friend. Uh, listeners, make sure you look in our notes to the best places to find and work with Tina, and we'll see you next time.